0: Welcome to another Everyday Life series on decoding how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. Biblical principles from Genesis to Revelation. It's under our Everyday Life category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website jf.foundation. That is j-a-e-f.foundation. In our first series of decoding. We looked at decoding creation, God's thought processes and patterns through creation from Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. And we arrived at a ten principle combination that will revolutionize how you think. In this next series of decoding, we look at how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership through the life and story of Joseph, also from the book of Genesis. Joseph's life changed the course of Israel. It was through him that God preserved the nation of Israel. Israel wasn't yet a nation per se. It was just a family of 12 siblings. The latter grew into the nation of Israel in Egypt. Some of the life principles we'll cover in this decoding series are, our upbringing and past shouldn't define us. Knowing your purpose and calling is the best anchor to go through the storms of life. In life, we need favor and love with both God and man. There are no coincidences in life. God's justice system never fails. We'll also look at work and service, money and how the economy of Egypt was built from the ground up. We'll also look at investing, saving, leadership and management. Without further ado, welcome to Decoding Joseph. And i Welcome back to episode 16 of Decoding Joseph. We are getting some unique insights into how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. Now, there are about 11 key life principles to decode from the story of Joseph. And we are decoding principle category number two, which is what is your purpose? The point we've stressed And the last couple of episodes is until we find out what what it is that God has created us to do, we will never be satisfied until we walk in that destiny calling. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if on the day of your departing from this planet, you have 15 mansions somewhere. You have 20 cars, you live the life of Mr. Playboy. If you are departing and you never really, truly, honestly fulfilled your purpose, your destiny you will not feel satisfied. In fact, all of those things, the 10 mansions, the cars, the luxuries of life, they will all seem like dust thrown up in the air. There's a lot of people today that are in a position to attain those things, but they're still not satisfied. And there's people who have found their purpose that feel more satisfied and accomplished with life, albeit no mansion, no cars, no luxuries of lifestyle, of life, and all these other cherries on top, that the thought of committing suicide would never cross their mind. But isn't it ironic that you can be in a position where you have your dream house, your dream car, your dream wife, or maybe your dream husband. And still commit suicide. And still be battling with mental health, anxiety, and depression. Because this is one of those things that really is one of those things that I think brings out, or it's, it's another very strong argument to the God question, which is how is it possible that you can attain the luxuries of life and still not be fulfilled? It is because every single person that comes on this planet, God has ordained a specific purpose and calling for them. There's something in you that when your spirit was released before it took onto human flesh, it came with an assignment from the father of all spirits. God is called the father of all spirits. Human beings have a spirit, have a soul, and live in a body. So there's three parts to to us. So when the father of spirit released your spirit in you, he embedded a specific calling, accomplishment, mission, purpose, destiny, calling that it becomes the thing that pulls you forward. It becomes a thing that is a missing puzzle that you could have all the luxuries of life, but if you don't find that missing piece, you will never be satisfied. You will go to your grave feeling unaccomplished. So from the character that we are looking at, The focal point, the main character of this discussion being Joseph, looking back in hindsight, we're saying that he was able to sustain, to go through the storms of life, to not follow through with potential suicidal thoughts, to not follow through with what a lot of people normally give into, because he knew the whatever obstacle he came up against was not the finality that he had seen in the dreams that God had given him. God showed him dreams about himself, about his future. And it was because of those dreams that showed him living, being in an elevated position compared to his elder brothers that generated envy, strife, and jealousy. And he was betrayed by his own brothers who sold him off into slavery. In the last episode, we also looked at why Jesus was able to also maneuver the storms of life. Because scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 that Jesus endured the cross, despised the shame for the glory that was set before him. that 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 is how Jesus was able to endure the contradiction of sinners against himself this was in hebrews chapter 12 that says chapter 2 hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Now, we do have biblical evidence, scripture proof, that every single person God has a plan for them. I've often said that the reason we have the pro- what the reasons why the world seems out of alignment is because we have so many people working out of purpose. Most people are working within a paycheck, but out of purpose, and so collectively, as a world, we still haven't benefited because we have people who are teachers who are not teachers because perhaps it doesn't pay well. We have people who are not police officers because perhaps whatever things are there, we have people who are not doctors because perhaps they can't afford going to medical school. We have people who are not lawyers. So we have so many people who are working out of position because maybe how the system is also designed is, doesn't really funnel people into their callings. It just funnels people where demand is. So if there's a certain industry that is in demand and if people are getting paid there, a lot of people will get qualified to join that industry, even though it's not really something that they are passionate about. So that is where we find ourselves today. A lot of people are working out of purpose. So we say that there's a beautiful scripture about God's perfect knowledge of man it's from Psalms 139 that I'm just going to read off. But there's also another scripture that talks about purpose. That's in Jeremiah 29 verses 11. It's very, very beautiful. And a lot of people are familiar with this scripture. He says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, says, says, know all the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I know the plans that I have for you. I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Now, the most common translation of this passage of Scripture is from the NIV, the most people quote, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. But how do you get to know the plans that the Lord has for you? He tells you in verse 12, it says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and i will be found by you declares the lord and i will bring you back from captivity now captivity for our context can mean i will bring you back from the calling from the place where you are currently working which is not where i have called you i will enlighten you So there's several scriptures that talk about how God has ordained our days. Our purpose has already been written out. Every person, every spirit that is released into this earth, there is a book that has listed out the number of your days and what God has planned for you. And in the last episode, I also brought two scriptures together for us as a revelation and said, if you're still not sure what your purpose and calling is, I'd encourage you, I'd challenge you to the, the two scriptures were Galatians chapter two, verse 20, that says, I leave. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I leave. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. But if now Christ lives in me, if you are a believer and you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ to be a Lord and Savior, you have surrendered your life to him. Now he he lives through you. You become a vessel through which Christ lives. Well, how do you find out how to live? Well, the answer is also in Psalms 40 verse 7, which says, Then said I... Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. So likewise, whatever was written of Jesus now rings true for you as well. You may not be able to find, you can find Jesus Christ in every page of the Bible. You may not find yourself on every page of the Bible, but you'll find yourself in every book of the Bible. So whatever the prophets prophesied, and we have about 16 prophets in the Bible, and the books of the prophets are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. uh, You can consider Lamentations. uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. Joel, or Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zechariah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. So there's about 16 prophets in the Bible. So whatever they wrote about Jesus in the volume of the book still rings true for us whoever decides to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. So now you can also find yourself and say, what did these prophet say about me? And it's very interesting. The more that I have started to be intentional about picking up, really going through one of these prophetic books, and I say, Lord, what did Hosea say about me? What is it about my life? something to do in my purpose. I need direction in this season of my life. Where can I find it? There's 16 prophets. There's about 16 books that you have to look in there and you will find things that these men prophesied that ring true for you as well. Because if the word of God is that powerful, if the word of God says it's the, it's the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. That it's immutable. It's something that can tell us where we came from, where we are, and where we're going. And I put my life on that timescale. I should also be taken account of. So these things that Prophet Isaiah prophesied about you as well these things that Jeremiah prophesied about you, Ezekiel, Daniel, you can find yourself in all of these prophetic books. They will speak to you. And it's very interesting that now when you go through Scripture, the other Scripture that we looked at was from Luke chapter 24, verse 49, where Jesus shows up to the disciples after he's resurrected, and he tells them that he had to leave according to what was written of him. Again, this rings true for us. This is what he said in Luke chapter 24. Jesus said, he said unto them, these are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Now, who he says concerning me. Now, he's already telling us in Galatians chapter 2:21: chapter 2:20 that now I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So, this Christ that lives in me, now I can also go back and find out what was written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets, in the Psalms. That becomes the life that I now lead. That is your true calling. It's the calling that Christ is is, is, has destined to live through you. Christ wants to live a certain specific life through every one of us. That is your purpose. You have to remember you were created by Jesus Christ. The, The word Colossians says, by whom God created everything. Everything was created by Jesus Christ before he, was, before he was in the flesh as the son of God, as the son of man when he was the son of God. So best believe that when they were writing about him, he was those prophetic words were also intended for us who would take on his nature. So you can use these books to find out what you have been called to do. Your calling is in one of these books without a shadow of a doubt. Your calling as a Christian, you should be able to find it in one of these books and say, this is what I've been called to do. It is right here, right here, right here, right here. And I'm amazed that every time I sit down and study one of these prophetic books, just to find what one of these prophets said about me, I learned something new, something that speaks to my life, something that speaks to, my, to some situations happening in my life right now. It's amazing that you can look at the Bible and say, now this book is written of me. My history is here, my present is here, and my future is also right in here. So, There's another, so that's kind of where we, 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 we left planted in the last episode about how can you really, as a Christian believer, get to know your calling. And we also say that your calling becomes the anchor for your hope. There is a beautiful again, we're still exploring purpose. Let's look at some, let's look at Psalm 139. It talks about God's perfect knowledge of man. And this is what it says. This is how it reads. Remember, once again, Jesus said in the Psalms it was written of him. So that means when I read this. I'm also going to read it as it was now written of me as well, okay? Or it was written of you. This is how it reads, Psalms 139. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways for there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the outermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall follow me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. Uh, I want to draw attention to verse from here. Verse 13, 14, 15, all the way down. Verse 13 says, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And in your book, they, they, they all were written, the days fashioned for me. That's verse 16. I got to read that again. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me. When as yet they were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Wow. If I should count them, they should be more in number than the sun, than the sand. When I am awake, when I awake, I am still with you. Now, there are three verses, verse 13 to 16, that are so beautiful, perfect, and reassuring. These say, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed. Wow. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet they were none of them. Again, I'm just going to read a couple of other translations just so that this really sinks in. This is, this is another translation. This is the NLT. It says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Wow. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. The same thing applies. Before Jesus came onto the earth in the flesh, things were written about him. And he came and lived out those things as they were written of him. Now that we have surrendered our lives to him, he continues to live through us. And therefore, the blueprint of the footsteps to follow in become what was now written of us as well, that was written of him. says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You need, you just need to let that sink in. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully shaped me from nothing into something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Mm-hmm. You saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd ever seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. So this is just more evidence that these two scriptures should become one of our daily guiding principles. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And now since he lives in me, whatever was written in the volume of the book of him now becomes what is now written of me. Now, for some people who struggle with identity, this is just a plug for you. One of the scriptures that really spoke to me about um, if you're struggling with your identity and and how you feel, you know, it could be about how you look, or if you don't really feel confident in yourself and Perhaps you try to compare yourself with the standard of the world in terms of what is considered beautiful or handsome or all of that. Psalms 139 is a place that should really be just a place where you, you go to just receive reassurance because it really tells you how much time God put into creating you. You see, to God, to him, you know, everyone's beautiful in his eyes. Like he, um, to God, he, he values everyone. So the, the, the psalmist here, the Holy Spirit through the psalmist here is telling you God's thought process when you were created. Another translation of these verses, Psalms 139 verses 13 to 16, that I really love is from the message translation. It says, Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You found me in my mother's womb. I thank you. High God. You are breathtaking. Body and soul. I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know, every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. Mm. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life, all prepared before I'd ever lived one day. So, your eyes saw my unformed substance and in your book are all the days of my life. In your book, all the days of my life were written out before they ever took shape, When as yet, there was none of them. That's the point we're trying to take away from this is that As a Christian, there's enough evidence for us to find out what has been written about you. Scripture says that now it's upon us to go and find out what was written about us. And now you have a starting point to find out clarity for your destiny, for your calling. What is your purpose? The prophetic books in the Bible, there's something in there that has also been written of you because Christ lives in you now. and if you're listening to this and you're not a christian and you're looking for purpose the first thing i'll tell you is that if you read through these prophetic books the seals of the scriptures won't be open until you give your life to jesus christ so if you just happen to stumble upon this and you're listening to this and you're not a christian you've never met jesus christ as your lord and savior but you're frustrated with life you don't know what you are put on this planet to do you're tired of just leaving um, just living in oblivion and not knowing where the wind is going to blow like without purpose, I'd encourage you. I'll tell you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Once you give your life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will come into your heart and then the Holy Spirit that lives in you, the Spirit of the living God, will now give you revelation and understanding through these prophetic books of what your life is if you surrender it to Jesus Christ. So don't read these prophetic books if you're not a Christian yet. If you haven't met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you'll be wasting your time. Trust me. The seals of the scriptures will not be removed. You'll read it and it won't make sense. But if you're a christian simply ask the lord and say lord jesus i've already surrendered my life to you i want to know what my calling is i ask that you also reveal to me what has been written about me by your prophets of old in the volume of the book and off you go now so what is your purpose All of us need to ask God to reveal to us this book of our purpose that he talks about, the days, our days that have been written out. We know that we can rely on the Bible. So, again, I really want to challenge you and encourage you to spend every day uh, reading through those prophetic books. Start reading through them. Uh, Bookmark the scriptures that speak to your life. That kind of something will pop off as you read the scriptures. Something in you will be activated and you go, wow, this is my calling. This is what I've been called to do. Something that you will read in there will agree. You'll receive a green light. It will be like you'll feel the scripture call your name. It will jump out. It will jump out of the page into your heart. And you'll be like, wow, a light bulb will go off. so there's another prayer that i'll also encourage you to pray daily it is a purpose or destiny inspired prayer from the bible as well i've started praying this prayer daily sometimes i try to pray three times a day in fact i have a a timer that reminds me a notification on my phone that reminds me I've spread it out like to pray it in the morning in the afternoon and at night so I, I try to make one of those appointments to pray that prayer to pray this prayer it is a purpose destiny inspired prayer from the bible as well so read and meditate on you can start with psalms 139 and then read out this prayer I'm going to read. I'm going to first read through it, and then I'll restructure it a bit on how you can pray it with yourself in mind. So this is the prayer that Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Coloss, Colosse. It's from the book of Colossians and this is uh, Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 to 14 now there's actually yeah anyways let's 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 go with this one there's also another one Ephesians chapter 1 verses 18 verses 15 to 18 that's another one that I that I pray daily. In fact, I pray both of them. I try to pray them daily. But this is a prayer about your destiny. And it reads, verse 9, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Another translation of this same passage of scripture, Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 14, reads, this is the prayer that Paul prayed for that church. He says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you, We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened and forgive our sins. Now, I want you to. This is how you can pray this prayer. You can just say this Heavenly Father, your word says, my purpose my destiny, my life's calling is already written out in your book. So Father, I ask that you give me complete knowledge of your will. Also give me spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way I live will always honor and please the Lord. And my life will produce every kind of good fruit all the while i will grow as i learn to know you better and better i also pray that i will be strengthened with all your glorious power so i will have all the endurance and patience i need may i be filled with joy always thanking the father you have enabled me to share in the inheritance that belongs to me who lives in the light. For you have rescued me from the kingdom of darkness and transferred me into the kingdom of your dear son, who purchased my freedom and forgave my sins. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. With that prayer, that's a prayer you can pray for revelation of your destiny and calling. you can pray that prayer for your destiny and your calling. So I really want to encourage you to do this daily. Now, for someone who, if you don't believe in God, the Heavenly Father, yahweh Jehovah, El Shaddai, then I really don't know where you can point your prayers to find out your life's destiny. You know, I've been there before. You can go on a, on a search of try and error, as some people do. The problem with just throwing out a wide net into the universe, as some people believe, is you catch everything. You catch everything. And most people, some people run out of time trying to search for their callings because every path you go down puts wear and tear on you. It's true. It's like in business. If you try to do everything, the first way to kill your business is to try to go after the whole market. That's why there's something called product market fit. There's something called, who are your early adopters? Who are your innovators? You can't go out, you can't try to attack the whole market. You'll be stretched thin, you run out of resources and your business will collapse. That's the problem. If in life, you are just trying to throw out a wide net into the universe, you catch everything. And some people run out of time trying to search for their callings because every path you go down puts wear and tear on you. If you start out thinking you're called to be a doctor and then you go to med school only to come out and realize that that is not something you are called to do, you're not passionate about it. And then now you go off venturing into another pursuit. Let's say now you go to pursue um, astronomy or maybe you want to become an astronaut and then you don't like that either and then you go on another pursuit maybe this time it's to become a teacher and then you don't like that and then you go on to pursue classical, being a classical music player you, you see it becomes mathematically impossible you don't have enough time in your life to keep trying out all These things, the physical energy for these pursuits. Yes, you might grow intellectually and all of that, but trust me, you don't want to arrive at your calling when you're 80 years old. That is the point. That's also the other point I want to make in this this episode is it's imperative for you to stop in your tracks. If you deep down, you don't know what your calling is to go on a discovery because finding out what your true calling is at eight years old is also not the best thing. Now there's some people in the Bible that were lucky enough that God started to use when they're eight years old and they went on to do amazing things. Moses didn't walk into his purpose until he was eight years old, but Moses actually, that's a story for another day. He set himself 40 years back. But anyways, Moses started full walking into his purpose and calling at eight years old, did amazing amazing things for 40 years. He died when he was 120, and his resume only a few people can touch. I don't think anyone right now can touch his resume, but this is the confidence that we have that... Um. If you trust, if you put your trust in God and say, reveal what my calling is, before you drive a thousand, 10,000 miles in the wrong direction, it will save you a lot of headache. This is just a personal story for just my own testimony. Personally, I almost ran out of time. I was on this wild goose chest for my destiny, trying everything I could and throwing things against the wall. And it had me out and sent me down a spiral. Started so many startup companies, so many ideas. I thought I was invincible. I had so much strength that I thought I could just keep on staying awake. Trying to chase that big breakout idea, as the world will tell you. But I'm telling you it's easier if you surrender to God and say, what? You are the one who created me. What is my plan? What have you purposed for me to do to fulfill here on this planet? So as I was throwing things against the wall, I didn't realize, sent me down a spiral that led to some weird, crazy spiritual attack. It was an unknown sickness that almost ended my life. I was lucky that at the last moment, at the last stop, I say to myself, There has to be a simpler answer to reaching my destiny. I know in my heart that it calls out to me. I can hear that faint voice in my heart. So I believe it exists. Now, maybe let me humble myself and ask God to reveal it to me. And I've never felt any more peace than I do right now. Because I believe I'm living better days than I've ever lived before. On this journey to arrive to my destiny. Because I feel purpose and peace. I know where I am headed. I am no longer getting onto the highway of life and then exiting and then back on the highway. I'm no longer putting in my GPS, reroute here, reroute, reroute, reroute. I'm no longer being tossed around and turned by every idea. No. One of the reasons this world has a lot of problems because majority of the people are playing out of position. People are not playing the right position that God intended for them to. Too many of us are playing out of position. We are playing for a paycheck, but playing out of purpose. I'm going to leave you with that. Let it marinate. I pray that you're able to find your purpose and your calling, the thing that God created you to do on this earth. We need you to play that role. Otherwise, our world will keep suffering for as long as you're not playing the right position. Seller. This was episode 16 of Decoding How God Thinks About Work, Money, Business, Investing, and Leadership through the life and story of Joseph from the book of Genesis. We explored why it is paramount for every person, especially Christian believers, to find out what it is that God has called them to do. You see, God has a plan for everyone He ever created. However, the first step in finding out what God's plan is for your life is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. You need to align with the Creator first before He reveals His plan for your life to you. After that step, then comes the responsibility To seek God for his plan for your life. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now he goes on to say that, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. Any person that is not walking in the purpose that God has ordained for them is essentially walking in captivity, and God wants to bring you back from that captivity. Because at the end of your life, here on earth, this is a question everyone reflects upon before they take their last breath. Remember that scripture says in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 that I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ lives in me. If you combine it with Psalms chapter 40 verse 7 that says I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. It means that Every Christian believer that has surrendered their life to Christ should be able to find out what the prophets of old spoke about them in this time of their existence. If you're looking for a certain place to know your calling, I encourage you to read the 16 prophetic books of the Bible. Without a doubt, you will see that yes indeed, now that Christ lives in you, it is also written of you in the volume of the book. In the next episode, we'll look at principle category number three that we can be caught from the life of Joseph, and that is the principle of favor and love with God and man. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening, and see you on the next episode.
1: not already been said. Were I to tell all the things you have done, I would run out of breath. So many songs have been sung.